Hello and welcome to BF News. I'm Sophie and this is our weekly roundup of all the latest updates from the world of British fencing. A very special welcome to all our members and hello to new listeners. Thanks for your support. Coming up, it's a world special with reports from the Junior and Cadet World Championships in Dubai. We're following all their fantastic progress on social media. So check out British Fencing on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for updates and stay tuned for this week's medal reports. If you would like to share an event or a story from your club, you can email media at britishfencing.com. There are souvenir t-shirts and hoodies for the 2022 British Youth Championships available to purchase through the British Fencing range on our new cookery shop for official merchandise. Orders are delivered to you directly and we urge you to purchase as soon as possible to receive your order in time to wear at the event because there's quite a lead time on them. If you have any questions about this, do contact us on events at britishfencing.com and there's a link on our website on the homepage and the news item there. You can order your 2022 BYC souvenir t-shirts and hoodies now. And now to our special world reports from the Junior and Cadet World Championships in Dubai. GBR cadet Carolina Stuchbury broke ranks beautifully to win junior women's foil this week at the Worlds in Dubai. And here's the full report. 16-year-old Great Britain women's foilist Carolina Stuchbury launched a stunning display of tactics to land the bronze medal on day four of the Junior and Cadet World Championships in Dubai in the Junior Women's Foil Competition adding the accolade to the junior European title she claimed only a few weeks ago. With mesmerising focus and control, Stuchbury blazed a trail through the pools, winning all her six fights, conceding just three hits across the prelims. Securing her top seed spot for the tableau, Stuchbury earned a bye through the round of 1-8. Then it was straight down to business meeting junior women's world number 13, Maya Von Tribe of the USA in the tableau of 64, Stuchbury demonstrated hallmark connectivity to the rhythm of the bout, staying ahead of the pace until she could draw away to win 15-11. In the tableau of 32 against Miriam Schreiber of Sweden, Stuchbury was forced once again into pitting her wits against her Scandinavian opponent, with scores keeping level until a 15-12 victory in Stuchbury's favour could be delivered. Callroom formalities completed, Stuchbury's last 16 match was against Chan Nok Se Daphne of Hong Kong, herself a junior Asian championship bronze medalist. Stuchbury exacted a 15-10 victory before facing Hong Xian of Korea in the quarterfinals, who she dispatched 15-6. Onto the podium stages, and Stuchbury's semi-final opponent was left-handed Takayama Yuzuha of Japan, who had herself beaten medal favourite Jessica Guo of Canada in the quarterfinals. The first hit took nearly a minute to arrive, and it was a second-intention short-attack para-riposte for the Japanese fencer, an early indicator of the quality we were to expect. But Stuchbury, working on her own defensive reactive game, edged to a 4-2 lead before landing a nice, slow, long attack to go 5-2 up. Stuchbury went into the second period 7-5 in the lead. At this juncture, Takayama not only slowed the fight down, but also opened the distance. It worked too, as she was better able to set up her attacks to trail by just 7-8. Moreover, Stuchbury had unsuccessfully employed both of her video appeals. With intensity and directness increasing from both competitors, the match assumed an ever-gaining pace 
until Takayama asserted a one-point margin lead, making it 11-10. Again, the hypnotic equality of tactics and technique resulted in a 12-12 scoreboard, only for the Japanese fencer to open up the distance again, going 14-12 in front. In a dizzyingly determined display, Stuchbury stole back the difference with two sharp attacks to 14-14 and for everything to rest upon the deciding point. After patiently waiting for the right time, Stuchbury missed and Takayama moved on to the final with a counter-attack and a 15-14 end score. Stuchbury expressed her delight and gratitude on her achievement, calling it a dream come true. Um, actually amazing. This is like a dream come true, honestly. Um, going into the tournament, I didn't feel, like in the pools and things, I didn't feel that good. But as the DEs went on, I felt better. And I had a really hard first DE against Maya, so that was definitely a, a hard thing to have first bout. But it woke me up kind of, and it was good to, good to fence with Marion Brady. Lauren Scruggs of the USA took the junior women's foil title for the second time in Dubai, beating Takayama Yuzuha of Japan 15-3. Katerina Bodenko of Ukraine shared the bronze medal position with Stuchbury, who ended her superb day by paying tribute to the support team around her. All the British fencing people, everyone who is watching me, and the people that I train with from SCAD and Epic Fencing Club and... Just, yeah, just everyone who is supporting me. Thank you so much. And after that fantastic performance in the junior event, Stuchbury went on to put a third individual major championship medal in the bag. Here's the full report on her cadet women's foil performance. Carolina Stuchbury won silver in the cadet women's foil event on day five of the World Championships in Dubai. Having already secured individual gold and team bronze in the European Junior Women's Foil competitions in Novi Sad, as well as a bronze medal from yesterday's Junior World Championship individual event. Straight from the endurance of the previous day's medal-winning performance, Stuchery's first round was both confident and astonishing. She laid down a tally of six clear victories, conceding only one single point. Nonetheless, she was seeded second for the direct elimination rounds, which saw her claim a bye in her tableau of 128 and get straight down to a clean dispatch of her first opponent, Atakea of Kazakhstan, who she beat 15-1 in the 64. A series of similarly resounding victories for Stuchbury followed as she triumphed 15-4 over Naskari of Greece in the 32. Directly from the call room in the 16, Stuchbury won 15-3 against Uzmanova of Uzbekistan, who had placed fifth at the Cadet European Championships in Novi Sad last month. Stuchbury's quarter-final match saw her face 13-year-old Kuritsky of Israel, who had defeated GBR teammate Amelie Sang in the previous round. Throughout the knockout stages, Stuchbury deployed a mature set of tactics, using defence in her own half of the piece to build a lead, maintaining through the middle to grind her opponent down and then applying the gas to close out the fight. She displayed hypnotic certainty in building her own rhythms throughout each three-minute period, knowing when to exert pressure whilst equally being sure of when to soak up the clock. Still, for the semi-finals, Stuchbury saw herself pitched against the unknown Nagasi of Japan, who had taken the tableau by stealth. 
Her approach was to press the Japanese fencer from the get-go, controlling the pace of the fight and the distance to go 3-0 up. Nagasi's response was to work off the blade to level the score. At the first break, scores were even at 5-5. Returning to the second period and one counter each saw the scoreline crawl to 6-6. As Nagasi was looking for long attacks on preparation, Stuchbury switched to finishing her long attack to go 10-7 up. The reactions were highly charged as Nagasi changed again to land a para riposte. 11-9 up and the question was whether the tactics would continue to rotate in the third period. Stuchbury gave an unequivocal response, demonstrating her take on proceedings. She lured Nagasi by allowing the distance to close up and then either set about attacking on preparation or counter-attacking, thereby dominating her way to 14-9. The semi concluded in Stuchbury's favour as she took the victory on the attack 15-10. Battling a test like no other, the gold medal match saw Stuchbury face senior foil world number 16 Jessica Guo of Canada who had cemented her stellar profile with a top 16 finish at the Tokyo Olympics. The two 16-year-olds show a liking of using distance as their main weapon to fashion hits, so it was sure to be a closely fought tactical battle. With a patient start, it was Guo who began to press at close distance. Then, by pressing further, Guo propelled herself to take more control of the fight. A series of clean attacks, both with and without the blade, edged the Canadian ahead 7-3 by the first break. With a four-point deficit and the knowledge that Guo was going to continue to press, Stuchbury was forced out on the attack in the second period. It played into Guo's hands, who took the title 15-7. But Stuchbury's dazzling performance was unquestionably worthy of the silver medal and a place, once again, on the podium. The bronze medals went to Matilda Molinari of Italy and Reno Nagasi of Japan. Here is Carolina Stuchbury in her post-match interview. It's great, honestly, to come from yesterday being so tired. I to still fight my way through it um, and get a silver medal. It's the greatest I'm not sure that you're aware of it, but you had some hugely impressive stats. You had six pool fights and you conceded one hit. And up until the final, you had scored 75 hits and conceded 23. How do you think about that? Well, that sounds pretty amusing. And we'll bring you more reports next week from the events that are currently ongoing and over this weekend in Dubai. So do listen in for those. Entries are now open for the 2022 British Senior and Team Championships. They opened on Tuesday the 5th of April after our early announcement of the event schedule earlier last week. Entries for the 2022 British Senior and Team Championships opened on Tuesday 5th of April via the BF membership platform. So the British Senior Championships entry fee is £75 and the Team Championships entry fee is £125. Entries will close on Friday 
Thursday the 13th of May at 5pm and late entries may be accepted at the organiser's discretion at a fee of £125 for individual events and £200 for team events. The 2022 British Senior Championships will also see the introduction of a B Championships. Fencers eliminated from the pool round of the competition will be promoted to the B Tableau and then compete for the British B Championships on the same day. Ranking points. The 2022 British Senior Championships will be a two times NIF for domestic seniors and under 23s ranking points calculation, i.e. double points. The 2022 British Senior Championships is nominated for junior ranking points with a points multiplier of 300. The British Championships are open only to those holding British nationality, including those holding multiple nationalities, provided the fencer does not hold an FIE licence issued for a country other than Great Britain. And more information on eligibility can be found on our website. And then for the British Team Championships, each team may have a maximum of one fencer who does not hold British nationality or holds an FIE licence for another federation other than British fencing. Team member changes are allowed until Monday the 30th of May. All fencers for both the individual and team events must hold a British Fencing Compete membership. And there's more information about that Senior Championships and Team Championships on the event webpage which is on the British Fencing website. And there's a new independent disclosure and complaint service for Olympic and Paralympic sport. UK Sport has announced that Sport Integrity, a new independent disclosure and complaint service pilot, is being launched in May to support athletes, coaches and all support personnel within the Olympic and Paralympic high performance community across the UK. The pilot will assist funded national governing bodies, NGBs, operating Olympic and Paralympic high performance programmes to uphold the highest standards of conduct in their sports. Sport Integrity will provide an independent and confidential reporting line and an independent investigation process to deal with relevant allegations of bullying, harassment, discrimination or abuse and to allow sports to take the appropriate disciplinary action as necessary. These services will be made free of charge to funded NGBs. Sport Integrity will be delivered by Sport Resolutions, an independent sports-specific dispute resolution service, supported by a confidential reporting line hosted by the charity Crime Stoppers. Sport Integrity will involve a safe space for athletes and members of the high-performance community to raise a concern, a confidential and independent preliminary assessment to establish all the relevant details of the complaint, a confidential and independent full investigation to establish all the relevant facts relating to a complaint in order to make recommendations for a disciplinary panel if appropriate, and access to trained mediators as an important first step in the resolution of disputes. Sport Integrity also forms part of the High Performance Community's response to the Terraris Review into racism and racial inequality in sport, following its recommendation that an independent and impartial investigatory body be established. Sally Monday, CEO at UK Sport, said it is the responsibility of UK Sport to support and promote the highest standards of ethics and integrity from the Olympic and Paralympic high performance community. It is fundamental to our strategic mission. Sally went on to say, we know that the vast majority of those operating within the Olympic and Paralympic high performance community already uphold these high standards. However, we also know more needs to be done to call out unacceptable behaviour and for people to be completely comfortable in doing so. 
Sally went on to say, we believe that independent resolution can be a highly successful way of resolving disputes efficiently and effectively. Sport integrity will operate completely independently of UK sport and we are confident that it will enhance reliability and trust in the Olympic and Paralympic high performance community. Georgina Usher, CEO at British Fencing, said this is an important next step in strengthening our sporting system, underpinning the responsibility of all in performance sport to deliver training and competition environments which uphold and promote the highest standards of ethics and integrity for all participants. And now it's time for our podcast of the week recommendation. And this week, it's an episode 21 of the Experts in Sport podcast. This week's recommendation is an episode which discusses disordered eating and whether it is common at elite level. So please note this episode does contain a discussion about disordered eating and it may not be suitable for all listeners. It was recommended by Marjorie, our business administrator. And when I asked her why did she recommend this podcast, Marjorie shared that this episode is really pertinent as it reminds us that eating disorders and disordered eating are real issues in the sports world and certainly not restricted to aesthetic and weight class sports. The discussion is led by scholars of Loughborough University and it includes the story of a male rugby player who developed anorexia nervosa after recovering from an injury. And the episode also explains the different ways disordered eating can manifest and change over time. By learning how to read the signs that something is not right and removing misconceptions about eating disorders, we can become a more supportive community to the individuals dealing with them. So please note this episode does discuss disordered eating. It may not be suitable for all listeners. And if you need support, do please consider the resources which are available on the Are You OK page on our website. I'm not going to play an excerpt from the podcast this week, but I will direct you to the article on our newsreel. So it's podcast of the week, experts in sport, episode number 21, if you'd like to listen to that there. And now a BF Medical Committee notice about competition COVID protocols. The BF Medical Committee reminds members to continue assessing risk and implementing appropriate mitigation measures to reduce the spread of COVID. The BF Medical Committee has issued the following advice for fencing events to reduce the spread. Comply with all current government and venue guidelines. Pre-event lateral flow tests are no longer practical, but maintain personal responsibility to minimise the risk of infecting others. Participants should not attend if unwell. Face coverings are still recommended in all crowded areas. Personal protection is much improved by the use of FFP2 or 3 KN95 level masks. Competition organisers should avoid creating crowded areas, for example, around result sheets. Competition organisers must continue to have in place risk assessments, which include consideration of COVID risks and increasing ventilation where possible is recommended. So that's a notice from the BF Medical Committee. And now a quick note about the April edition of The Sword, which is coming very soon, including a full report of the Cadet and Junior European Championships in Novisad. The 2022 Cadet and Junior European Championships were one of the most successful in GBF records. As a result, the publication date for the April 2022 edition of The Sword has been revised. The online edition will be available very soon and will be shared on the BF website. Thanks for your patience with this as we gather and finalise the edition, including all of the images and reports from what a fantastic European Championships.
And lastly, nominations for BF Honours and Awards 2022. The British Fencing Honours Committee invites British fencing members to nominate individuals for the British Fencing Awards and the process for doing so is now open and it will close on the 27th of May 2022. And this is just a reminder. So you can head to our website and have a look at that news item there around the nominations for BF Honours and Awards and make your nomination. The BF Honours nomination system focuses entirely on the membership, with all nominations coming directly from current members. The Honours Committee acts as selectors, with the object of recommending awards in a wide range of categories, whilst ensuring that there is consistency of award levels and criteria. Awards are conferred annually, and they're presented at the annual general meeting by the British Fencing President. Nominators should be aware that their nominees are expected to be British fencing members who have demonstrably upheld the values of British fencing, for example, honesty, respect and excellence. Mention of this is to be made in the description when you nominate. If the nominee is involved with an active club, that club must be affiliated with British fencing and be following minimum British fencing standards with regards to coaching and membership. Nominations for those contributing to clubs should also relate to clubs that meet current BF safeguarding and welfare standards. Fencing coaches and others paid for their involvement in our sport will only be considered for an award if they have enhanced the world of UK fencing beyond what might reasonably be expected as part of their paid employment, and which, in the case of those paid by a club, also benefits fencers who are not members of that club. And further to the committee's desire to recognise members who have shown particular prowess in rising to the challenge of keeping clubs and their members engaged across all age ranges during the pandemic, we'd also welcome their nominations as we did in 2021. So to make a nomination, there is an application form available on our website and you should complete that giving as much detail as possible for your reasons in making the recommendation. Please note again, for the 2022 awards, your nominations must arrive no later than the 27th of May 2022. And please note, you must also be 18 years age to make a nomination. And you can see a list of who has been awarded previous honours. And there's a list there on our website. That's everything for this week. Thanks for listening.